0: entitled The Father's Heart. The Father's Heart. And I'm going to be teaching on the blessing and we're going to be looking at the blessing. Uh, If you don't know what that is, I'll explain it soon. So Father, I'm asking for grace today in the message that you would give me your words, that you would help me to teach that you would bring breakthrough in our lives and that we would discover, Father, your heart toward us. And that you would arise, Lord, and scatter every enemy that would try to keep us from receiving your word. And we give you the glory, the praise, and the honor in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Okay, please put your hands on your hearts and pray with me. Dear Jesus, speak to my heart. And change my life in your precious name. Amen. So let me begin by reading the blessing. And I have a handout here. And then I have an infographic that will pass out. Do I have any volunteers for the handout? It's, it's to help you take, thanks Donna. It's to help you take notes. And there's only 30 of them, so I might not have enough. And then I'm going to hand out the infographic in a second. It's a new infographic. Numbers 6, through 27. Let me read this to you. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and to his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the sons of Israel. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance on you and give you peace. So they shall put My name on the sons of Israel and then I will bless them. So the theme this morning is that the blessing reveals the Father's heart for you. The blessing here Reveals the Father's heart for you. So what is the Father's heart for you? And what's the Father's heart toward you? Today, we will discover the Father's heart toward you by diving deeply into the blessing, the biachat kohanim in Hebrew. The priestly blessing. Blessing. It's also referred to as the priestly blessing and the Aaronic, the Aaronic blessing after Aaron, the Aaronic blessing. In Hebrew, the blessing is precisely 60 letters, the value of the Hebrew letter, samach. And samach is that Hebrew letter which uh, looks like a circle or sometimes like a triangle, but it's fully enclosed. And interestingly, in the Hebrew manuscript, you have the Samach, the letter Samach, and this is not done usually. It surrounds every verse of the blessing. And its numerical value is 60. The Hebrew letter Samich. These 60 letters in the blessing give us a 360 view, a 360 degree view of the Father's kind intention and will for his holy people. And the good news is that through Jesus, Abraham's seed, you are included in the blessing. So I want us to see that. So turn over to Galatians chapter 3 verse 6. Galatians chapter 3, verse 6. The good news is that through Jesus, Abraham's seed, you are included in this blessing. So Galatians chapter 3, verse 6. Even so, Abraham believed God and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Therefore, be sure that it is those who are of faith who are the sons of Abraham. The scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel, the good news, beforehand to Abraham, saying, all the nations will be blessed in you. So then those who are of faith are blessed with Abraham, the believer, Then as we go down there to verse 13, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, in order that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, so that we would receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So notice that it says in verse 14, in order that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. So, by Jesus' work, the curse of sin and death has been lifted off of you, and the blessing of his obedience is now on you. And The eternal life that he is, is gifted to you. So in this message, we're going to focus on the first line of the blessing. And it's made up of seven Hebrew words and, sorry, seven English words and three Hebrew words. So it's made up of three Hebrew words, seven English words. And it's, it's a deep ocean into revealing our identity and our purpose. So, without going... Any further, I'll pass out the latest in- infographic, or if you, you can pass. Does any, do I have a volunteer for passing out the infographic? There's, there's 50 of them here. Anybody want to come and help out? Thanks, Anna. You and, this, this is, and you can find it on brisbanefire.com. Here it is. This is what it looks like. You can find it on brisbanefire.com under the infographics section. And I just designed this and just got it printed, and this is the first time it's being released. And as, that, as that's being passed out, we're going to be looking at this. I'll just read the, the beginning of it. It's entitled, You Are Blessed. And around the top of it, it has the blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. You need a bit of a magnifying glass to see it, though. (laughs) The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. And so they shall put my name on the sons of Israel, and I then will bless them. And in this infographic, it says, seven Hebrew words that capture God's heart for you, drawn from the blessing in Numbers chapter 6, verses 22 through 27. We're not going to be looking at all seven uh, Hebrew words, we'll be looking at the first three and especially the first one, which is barach. And it has that, you know, like lach, the, the lachness monster in and Scotland, lach. So barach. See if you can say that. It's just the, the, the B sound, the R sound, the A ah sound, and the ch. Huh. So barach. Come on, we can do better than that. Barach. And this is, I didn't hear everybody. Let's see if we can say this, (laughs) Barach. And that word means bless. This word means bless. Now before we get into diving deeply into these words, and the whole purpose of this is to give you tools to share the good news. But in order to share the good news, we need to realize that God has blessed us and we need to live out and walk out that blessing. So my first point in this message is appropriate the blessing. Appropriate the blessing. So if you're taking notes there, it's appropriate, which is A-P-P-R-O-P-R-I-A-T-E. That's uh, the spelling. If you don't know how to spell appropriate, it's a Tough one for the children, but a lot of the children are in children's church. So appropriate the blessing. And here we're going to Ephesians, and we're going to look at the armor of God quickly. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. And you've heard me read this many times. I'm going to read it again. Blessed be the God and Father, Of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. I'm going to say it again. Thank you. Thanks for the amen. (laughs) Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing, everyone, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. And then if we go to the armor of God, we'll go to the end of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. We've been talking over the few months, we've been talking about putting on the belt of truth. We've focused on truth. We've focused on the breastplate of righteousness. We've uh, talked about our our feet, uh, shodding our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. That's mainly what we've been focusing on lately But now we're getting into verse 16. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith by which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Especially focusing on that shield of faith and the helmet of salvation. Now, the armor is not originally our armor. It's God's armor. It's called God's full armor or God's complete armor. The armor is not our armor. It's His armor. And yet God gives us His own armor as a gift. He gives us His own armor by grace. Yet we need to appropriate that blessing, we need to take it, take hold of it, appropriate it. Jesus is the one who purchased the armor for you. He paid the price for it on the cross so that you could take hold of it and wear it. Think about it like this, and, and sisters often like to share clothes, and we have three sisters in our house, which reminds me a little bit of the Blue Mountains, the three sisters. <laughs> And we find that one of the sisters will go into the wardrobe of the other and can I wear this and wear this? It's not theirs, but they want to wear their other sister's clothes. (laughs) And uh, think about it like this. God is inviting you into his closet, into his wardrobe. He is opening up the doors. And there you find in it the best armor, the best clothing. This is... Clothing that is costly and clothing that is uh, classy. (laughs) It has a lot of value to it. And he's he's opening up the closet and he's saying, you can take whatever you want and put it on. And he's wanting you to put it all on. Uh, But here's the thing. Make sure you take care of it. Make sure you honor it. Make sure you're not uh, taking it and not valuing it. And so we need to actually take hold of these blessings, especially today as we talk about the shield of faith and also the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, to take a hold of it and to wear it in a way that is worthy of the name of the Lord. Appropriate. It's an interesting word, appropriate, today, because you have uh, something called cultural appropriation. Have you heard of this? And it can be quite offensive. Have you heard of cultural appropriation? Well, the latest thing that I can remember of cultural appropriation is uh, Justin Bieber was had his dreadlocks, and of course dreadlocks are not a part of his culture, and so... He apologized and say, he said, uh, please forgive me for this uh, cultural misappropriation of wearing these dreadlocks and he cut it off. So it's, it's where you take something from another culture and you take it as your own. Uh, and it can often be seen as offensive today, but I am not preaching about that. <laughs> And I'm not focusing on that or getting into the debate about that. But here is the beautiful thing God's armor is His armor, and yet by grace and by this gift, He gives it to us to wear so that we could have His own armor and we can appropriate it to ourselves. And He doesn't say, Hey, that's mine, get it off. He says, I want you to wear it. I give it to you. Anytime a blessing is given, take hold of it. Anytime a pastor gives a blessing, a preacher gives a blessing, a blessing comes from a father, a mother, take hold of it. Receive it by faith and grace, and constantly put yourself in an environment where you are receiving blessing. Your family is receiving blessing. Your, uh, your, make sure your family environment is one of blessing. Put yourself in the place of God's people where the blessing is being imparted. Never think of any blessing as just merely religious routine. Oh, that's something they do at the end of the service They, they bless the people. But the ble- blessing, according to Scripture, is, uh, is powerful and life-changing, and it actually imparts grace, life, and success to you. So never take it for granted, but appropriate the blessing. Take hold of it. Put it on and value the blessing. And here now we're going to be, the second thing is we're going to be diving into Numbers 624. And the second point is this, consider the blessing. So first was appropriate the blessing, and now let's consider the blessing. Where are those infographics? Yeah, can I? Can I have one for myself, please? Oh, I have one, sorry. I do have one. Here we are, so here's the infographic. And we're going to learn and meditate on the first three Hebrew words, actually focusing on the first one, uh, which is Barach, but here's how it sounds. Here's how the first line sounds in Hebrew. Yevarechecha Adonai v'yishmerecha. Yevarechecha Adonai v'yishmerecha. And Yevarechecha is the form of Barach. And it's basically saying uh, the Lord will bless you or the Lord bless you. And most of us as Christians, we have some vague or general idea of what a blessing means, but we don't have a clear and considered view of understanding the word blessed. It becomes very quite generalized. But the word bless, this word barach, is a major theme of the book of Genesis. Um, and you'll find it over and over in the book of Genesis, and it's a major theme of all of Scripture. God's blessing, and there's two words for blessed. There's one that's Barach, and there's also Ashrei. Ashrei is how the Psalm starts off. With, how the Psalm starts off, and it starts off with "Blessed is the man." That's Ashrei. It means happy and joyful. But this word blessed Barach has a bit of a different meaning to that even though it's, we use the same word in English to translate both of those words, Ashrei and Barach. This blessing, God's blessing, is so important that Jacob wrestles God all night for it. Let's go to Genesis 32, verse 24. This blessing is so important that Jacob wrestles with God all night so that God would bless him. So we're going to start to look at this word bless and and define it and, and realize that Jesus died on the cross so that we would live in his blessing. And so we do need to take a hold of it. And this is what Jacob is doing here. He's taking a hold of God's blessing. Then Jacob was left alone. This is Genesis 32, 24. Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When he saw that he had not prevailed against him, he touched the socket of his thigh. So the socket of Jacob's thigh was dislocated while he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go for the dawn is breaking. But he said, this is Jacob speaking, but he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Say the word bless. bless. I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. Yaakov. This means heel, or it could mean deceiver. You know, the grasper of a heel, He's He's a deceiver. And it says in verse 28, and he said, Your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel. Israel. For you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him and said, Please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob named the place Peniel. For he said, I have seen God face to face, yet my life has been preserved. Now the sun rose upon him just as he crossed over Penuel, and he was limping on his thigh. Therefore to this day the sons of Israel do not eat the sinew of the hip which is on the socket of the thigh, because he touched the socket of Jacob's thigh in the sinew of the hip. So the blessing he receives is so powerful that it changes Jacob's name from Jacob to Israel, from a deceiver to one who who strives and wrestles with God. So the idea of a name in Scripture is not that it's just a label, and many of you will know this. It's not just a label, but it, it really summarizes someone's character and nature. So what this blessing is doing is it's changing Jacob's very character and nature. This is how powerful the blessing is. This is why we need God's blessing. Again, the blessing is so powerful that it changes Jacob's name and nature. Instead of dishonor and disrespect that he had because of his name, He receives honor and respect from God. His physical body is weakened, even broken to some extent, but his life is blessed. And this blessing is then something that is permanent. Jacob's story we see is that God blesses him and changes him permanently and for good. It's a gift that is passed on from generation to generation. The Jews today are still blessed because of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And the whole world is blessed by them. God's blessing is opposite to the curse. Or blessing is opposite to what is cursed. If you think about something that is cursed, something that is cursed dies and withers and fades away. But something that is blessed, it comes alive. It's green, it's living, it's fruitful, it's growing. And that is God's will for you. That's the Father's heart for you. That you would be full of life, His life, eternal life. That you would be growing and green and, and vibrant. Jesus died on the cross to take away the curse that sin brings. And that curse is death and hell and it's, it's, a, it's a, uh, a withering away and decaying of life. Well, Jesus died on the cross to remove that curse from you so that his blessing would be on you. The very blessing that was on Abraham that made his uh, descendants like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore and more numerous And so as we go out to share the good news, we need to realize that we're blessed and God wants to multiply us. He wants us to give birth to new disciples. We're not meant to be just... Like ordinary people walking around oppressed by the world and the things of this world, we go through battles. Yes, we all go through battles. Every week is a battle. Every day it's a battle. That's why we need the armor of God. But in the battle, we have to have this mindset that we are blessed. The the helmet needs to be so strongly on our head of the recognition and the reception that I am saved. And because I am saved, I am blessed. And God has given me His own life. You see, eternal life is not just a thing. It's actually God Himself. It's His person, His presence. He is life. And that life is given to us at salvation when we truly believe, when we're born again, when we're born of the Spirit. And it's that life that God wants to spread through us to others. So I have to have this helmet, that this salvation that's covering me. And the idea of salvation, as many of you know, is, the, the, is a whole restoration of our lives. So it's, it means salvation from hell, but it's much more than that. It's salvation from the power of sin. It's salvation from the pleasure of this of sin. Soon it will be when we are raptured and caught up with Christ, we will be saved from the very presence of sin in our lives. But right now we're saved from its power, we're saved from its pleasure, we're saved from its the penalty of sin. And also God's salvation means a restoration of our hearts and our souls. It brings us into the The place of shalom, of wholeness, of completeness. And so every day, excuse me here, it's a little bit rolled up. Every day, I need to cover my head and think the thoughts that I am blessed, I am saved, I am made whole. And he is making me whole. So we talked about the anything that's cursed is, is withering up. It's dying. And realize that you can't ask bless to you, sorry, you can't ask God. You can't ask God to bless something that he has cursed. So sin is cursed. Rebellion is cursed. So you can't say, "Oh God, would you bless this adulterous relationship?" <laughs> If you're, if you're stealing your money and, and you're not honoring God with your tithes and offerings, you can't say, oh, Lord, bless my finances. You can't say, God, bless my business if you're doing it in rebellion to him. And this is why we need to submit everything to God. God can't bless sin and rebellion and relationships that are outside of his will. But he wants to bless us. The Father's, the Father's heart is to bless us, and that's why he calls us to repent. And repentance is a good word. It's a, not the way that Christians have painted it in modern society. Be, uh, a number of years ago, we went to a church, uh, Brownsville um, a team from Brownsville and the Revival, and they gave us a list of different things we couldn't preach ag- about or against, and you couldn't talk about sin, and you couldn't talk about repentance. So, and so so the Brownsville team was like, how do we share the gospel if we can't talk about sin or repentance? What? God has a way of us talking about those things with uh, some type of wisdom even even when people make all sorts of rules and regulations. We might just change the words around a little bit just so that we can, can do it. But it, was, it is, it's really sad the way people think. We need to think scripturally, and repentance is a good thing. Let's look at the first two places where the word barach is used, the word bless is used in scriptures. Uh, In Scripture, so go to Genesis chapter one, verse twenty-two, and so we're we're just painting a picture here of what it means to be blessed. We're considering, we're considering the blessing, so that we understand what it means, so that we also can appropriate it. So the first place this word is used is Genesis 122, and we're looking at the first two places. God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply. This is having to do with his creation of the fish and the birds. So before this, let the waters teem with swarms of living creatures and let the birds fly above the earth in the open expanse of the heavens. God created them. Then we see verse 22, God blessed them saying, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth. There was evening and there was morning, a fifth day. So notice how the word blessed is used and it's an empowering It's a gift so that the birds and the fish can be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters of the sea, and the birds can cover the sky. And then we see in uh, verse 28, God makes man in his own image and likeness. And then in verse 28, God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth, and subdue it, and rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So we see God blessed them, and God said to them, God's blessing means He is giving you a gift of His grace and power so that you can carry out His will. He's giving you a gift of His grace, His power, so that you can carry out His will. It's all about carrying out His will. It's all about fulfilling His purpose. At the end, when Jesus was, being, was ascending to heaven, He blessed the disciples. Before that, He said something very similar to this. He said, go and make disciples of all nations. What was he telling him? He was telling him to be fruitful, to multiply. And so the fruitfulness here is not just making babies, but it's us filling the earth with the very image and likeness of Christ, the very nature of God. God blesses us so that his nature is reflected in this world. So God's blessing is all about His grace and gift. It's about His power and prosperity, His success and life. And it's all about fruitfulness. It's about fruitfulness. And as we examine the Scriptures more, and as we, if we look in the New Testament, we see that God's blessing is Himself. It's Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ is the blessing. He is the exact representation of the Father's being. He is the very nature and character of God. And when you're in Christ, you are in the blessing. And you're blessed with every spiritual blessing that's in Christ. So when you're in Christ... You're in the blessing. You are in eternal life. You are in God's protection and keeping power. And that's why the Apostle John, he keeps on exhorting us to remain in Christ, to abide in him, because this is not just a thing or a formula and we don't believe in magic and it's not just kind of a ticket to heaven, but Christ Himself is our life. He is our blessing. And so we are to remain in Him, abide in Him. Our very life is to be drawn from Him. And that blessing makes us very fruitful. He Himself is the blessing. He is eternal life. It's not that eternal life is a thing. Rather, it's the Lord Himself. It's His abundant life. And so... Again, we need to realize this because we are a to preach the good news to all creation and also to make disciples. And we must realize that we're meant to communicate the good news, and the good news is Jesus Christ himself. That's why we have to know Jesus, to love him, to uh, experience his goodness. He himself is the good news, and so that's what we're sharing with people. There's there's certain principles. uh, There's certain steps that we've talked about, uh, things that reveal God's heart and truth. But then ultimately, the good news is Jesus Himself. And we share His life by letting His life shine out of our lives. Go to John 15, 5 through 6. And we're almost finished here. And almost finished here. John chapter 15:5 through 6. You'll know this. It's actually the theme for our graduation. And can I ask you to put a lot of prayer into the graduation because there'll be family and friends here and people that do not know the Lord but may need a touch from God. So please join with me in prayer that God touches them and moves upon them. And we have our largest graduating class of over, tw- uh, well, about 20 students that have finished three years of study. And then we have others that are receiving different awards. So it's going to be a special occasion. But we do need your prayers, your help, your support. And then Anna has that meeting after church. And the last thing we're going to be doing after the message is we're going to pray for God's blessing on Daniel and Diane as they go out to share the blessing. So God blesses us. Why does he bless us? So that we are a blessing. He blesses us so that we are givers. He gives seed to the sower. His blessing has a purpose so that we would be a blessing. And then going back to what we were saying before, John 15 and verse 5. I am the vine, Jesus says, and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. Say much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So if we want to bear much fruit, what we need to do is abide in him, dwell in him, cultivate our relationship with him because it's out of that relationship that fruitfulness comes. Then it says in verse 6, If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up. This is the picture of being cursed. And, gather, and, and they gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. So that's not what we want for anyone here. Amen? <laughs> Verse 8. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit. Did you hear that? Fran heard it. Did you hear that? My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit. And so prove to be my disciples. And then go down to verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And appointed you that you would go and bear fruit. And that your fruit would remain. In other words, it's not just the fruit, like the fruit of this world, where you have a mandarin, like we have a big mandarin tree, in our backyard, but it's the neighbor's one. It's just mostly in our yard. <laughs> it's bearing lots of fruit, but that fruit is going to wither up and die one day. That's the fruit of this world because of the curse in the beginning on the ground. Uh, it has a lifespan. But the fruit that comes from God, it does not wither away and dry up. It's eternal, it lasts, it's permanent. And this is the fruit that comes out of our abiding relationship with God. Our abiding relationship with Jesus Christ. And remember how in the beginning the first way the word blessed is used, God blessed them and said to them be fruitful. You hear that? Say fruitful. 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 So God when the Lord blesses us uh, when the Lord blesses you it's so that you can be Fruitful. And that blessing rests on you, but you need to take a hold of it. The third point and last point is this. Exude the blessing. Exude the blessing. E-X-U-D-E. If you're not a good speller. (laughs) So appropriate the blessing. Consider the blessing. And then exude the blessing. And all throughout this message, I've been touching on that point. There's a purpose for God's blessing, and it's that you would be a blessing. One of the reasons we come to church is to exude the blessing to the rest of the community. Yes, we come to receive, but we also come to give. Is our attitude a blessing? Is our uh, words a blessing? Are the work of our hands a blessing? Are our finances a blessing? We should consider these things. We want everything to be a blessing, so we want to exude the blessing from our lives. And the, more, and the Bible teaches us it's more blessed to give than receive. It's more blessed to give than receive, and you can read about that in Acts. The, tr- uh, the reason for the church, it's, it's, it's God's community, and it's a, a place of a mutual exchange of blessings or a mutual exchange of blessing. We share our blessings with one another and we seek that our blessing overflows into the world around us. And we learn from one another. I would say, worship like Patrick. Serve like Yushi and Davina. Care like Lillian. Spread the gospel like Daniel and Diane. Give like... Oh, I can't say that one because we can't let our left hand know what our right hand is doing. (laughs) Sing like Lizzie. Have a compassionate heart like Anna. We are meant to receive the blessing... Of each one, we, we mutually share that blessing. Be as bold as my father-in-law. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I could go around looking at everybody. You have a blessing to give. And it's not just the thing I named. There's a lot more for and everybody. But you have a blessing to give and impart to the community. And that encourages and builds people up. So we looked at Barach, and we don't have so much time to look at God's personal name, Yahweh, or yud Vavhe, and then Shamar. But I'll just quickly touch before we close. Yahweh is the second word in the blessing, and out of respect, Jews say Adonai. So that the, the blessing starts with Yevarechecha, the word Barach. Adonai is the next word, which is Yahweh. And Yahweh is very interesting. This this word is God's personal name. And when you are blessed, you reflect his name and person to the world around you. And Yahweh is God's personal name, which reveals his compassion, his caring nature, his covenantal nature, that he's a covenant-keeping God. He's connected to us. And he's close to us. It's, he's almost as close as our very breath. Because the word Yahweh is, uh, is a very breathy word, vah Vahe. It's a very breathy word in the Hebrew. What is communicated through the name Yahweh? which is often lost in translation, but it's the, it's the word Lord in all capitals when you come to your Bible. It, when Lord is all capitals, it's actually that word Yahweh, God's name. It, it reveals to us that God doesn't leave us to ourself or direct us from a distance. He comes to us. We see that in the Exodus story, in Exodus chapter 3. And he comes to us in such a way that he comes to live inside of us so that we can abide in him and he can abide in us. And this name, Yahweh, communicates that to us. And also it communicates that God, and it comes from this word to be in Hebrew, Hayah. And it communicates to us that God causes everything to be. So if we're going to be fruitful, God has to cause it to be. If we're going to be a blessing, God has to cause it to be. If we're going to be compassionate, God has to cause it to be within us. If we're going to be givers, God has to cause it to be. So everything is from God's grace. God's name magnifies His grace and His nature to come and give to us and be a gift to us. The greatest gift is Himself. Not stuff, not things, not the material things. Though, when God blesses us, there's also material blessings. But that's not the main thrust of what God wants us to know. The main thrust of what God wants us to know is that He is the gift. He is the blessing. He Himself. And so, if we have Him, if we seek Him first, then everything will be added to us. And so, He must be the focus. And so the name Yahweh teaches us that we can trust Him, put our faith in Him, and depend on Him. He is our God and we are His people. And the last word is shamar. See if you can say that word, shamar. It's the word keep. Shamar means to to watch, protect, and guard. When God watches over you, you are ensured His safety and security. He fights for you, saving you from your spiritual enemies. Those enemies are sin, death, sickness, demonic forces. And so next week we will hope to continue on this, explore these uh, words some more and the other words. But that's the first line of the blessing, and each word has such that rip, such a rich depth meaning. We just looked at verse 24. Adonai Yevarechecha barach, Adonai, Yahweh, Yudhei, Vavhei, and then V'yishmerecha, that's shamar, Uh, it's another form of shamar, to guard and keep. Now, if we are going to be a blessing, God has to keep us. And God does keep us. His heart, the Father's heart is to bless us. The Father's heart is to give Himself to us. The Father's heart is to keep us and to hold us in His hand, to keep us from sin, to keep us from any demonic influence over our lives. He keeps us so that we can live a life that honors Him. Amen? And so summing up the message, appropriate the blessing, consider the blessing, and three, exude the blessing. Can we do that? So the father's heart is seen in his nature to bless and keep us his people. And I give you these infographics so that you can think about it throughout the week, meditate on it. Um, also, as a tool that you can go over it with somebody. So it may be that you're meeting with somebody, you want to you disciple them, or God wants you to disciple them. Or it could be another brother and sister. You don't it doesn't have to be you teaching a younger one. It could be another brother or sister and you're on the same that kind of maturity level in God, but you're encouraging one another. So you go to the caf go to a cafe and you, you meditate on one word uh a week and you look at it and you think about it. And as you do that, that very word begins to work in your life. Amen. And that's what these Things are there for to encourage you, but also to help you to encourage others. So let's all stand. And then I'm going to speak a blessing over you, the blessing. And feel free to extend your hand to receive it. And this is what, uh, you know, we spoke over Joseph last week. And so many people were blessed by your love and kindness and ministry. Um, so thank you for being a blessing last week to all the people that came. And then we're going to pray for Daniel and Diane. How's that sound? Good? All right, if you want, please extend your hand. I'm going to speak this blessing over you. I'm going to speak it first in Hebrew and then in English. Yevarachecha Adonai v'yishmerecha. Ye'er Adonai panav alecha Ye sa Adonai panav alecha v'yeseim lecha shalom. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. Shalom. Father, I pray now for these people here to be so blessed with the life you have given them. For you have given them your very own life, your very own joy, your very own love, your very own spirit. You have blessed them with your spirit that dwells in them. Keep them, Lord, so that they continue to abide in you and dwell in you. Keep us all, Lord, from straying or falling. Lord, let the blessing be so tangible and evident in each one's life, even in the midst of battles. And I want to just prophetically encourage each one of you as we're praying here. Don't think that because you're going through battles and hard times that you're not blessed. You are blessed. God has blessed you. Put on that helmet of salvation. Take up that shield of faith. Know that you are blessed, that He has given you His very self. And so through whatever ups and downs you go through, He is with you and helping you and giving you wisdom so that you are fruitful and multiply. And even in in death you can be fruitful and multiply. That's the amazing thing that I saw with my, my mom. The blessing is not affected by the things of this world that is the, the transience of this world. So Father, I would just want to pray for each one to, to, to know, to know that they are blessed. To every day to put that helmet on and say, I am blessed. I am saved. God lives in me. I have the good news. I have something to give. I'm going to lead somebody to the Lord this week. I'm going to help someone grow in their faith. You have blessed me so that I can be a blessing. I pray for that mindset to be stamped and set within us in the name of Jesus. Lord, I believe this is something that you want your people to know all around the world. How you have blessed them. Thank you, Jesus. Watch over each one in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Just spend a moment just worshiping as Anna plays. I'm going to invite up Daniel. and.